There's Lemieux. The center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux. Oh, my heavens. What a goal. What a move. Lemieux. Oh, baby. There's a mistake and a throw. A puck by Bridget. Hello there, hockey fans. Welcome to another brand new episode of Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. This is season four, episode 11, one we're calling The Messier in honor of Marc Messier, probably the greatest number 11, at least of our era. It's debatable for uh, folks of different eras, but you know, you can go back to Gilbert Perot and, uh, you know, other number 11s, but we're going with Messier. The guy's a Hall of Famer. He's a six-time Stanley Cup winner, a five-time All-Star. He won the Conn Smythe Trophy, the Hart Trophy, the Ted Lindsay Award. We'll get into more of Mess's accomplishments in a little bit, but it's co-host Tom here with you. And as always, I've got my pal co-host Randy here, who looks like he's taking a bit of a break in the old sin bin. Uh, Two minutes to think about what you did. Randy, what did you do? Oh, uh, I don't think we can get into that. Uh, <laughs> it's a little, uh, yeah, it's too much for uh, the PG TV show here, <laughs> our podcast that we run here at Talking Hockey. But you know All what? Right. I'll, I'll, I'll spend my two minutes. The boys will kill off the penalty and I'll uh, hop out of the box. Uh, Tommy will hit me with a stretch pass and uh, I'll put her home. Bob's your uncle. Yeah, there you go. Um, what's your... Uh... Like, what's your record with penalties in your uh, playing career from back when you were like, you know, high school or before that um, through to your sort of ASHL career? Were you were you a penalty minute guy like uh, or, and what kind of penalties were you usually taking if you if they got you? Um, I don't know. I, you know, I would I'd say <clears throat> stats wise, I was always like Jerry Seinfeld, even Steven. <laughs> like 20 goals, 20 assists, uh, you know, it was always like that kind of, kind of aspect. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> not a lot of PIMS, you know, a few, like yeah. you know, I would, I'd have to say um, being a smaller player, um, but I would make sure that, uh, you know, I was causing a ruckus and maybe yeah. they know you're there. You'd cause some, you know, little instigators or retaliations here every now and then. But oh, and the, I would also the refs love the refs love to get you for retaliation. Oh yeah, <laughs> that you know they'd take they'd pick on one guy. But I I was always on the PK uh, a lot uh, oh. growing up. So nice. I guess that meant uh, I was uh, killing off other pe- people's penalties. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You, killing you, off guys like me in the box. Yeah, you you know I I would you know if I had twenty goals, twenty assists, I probably had. 20 pims probably there you somewhere go. in there. Yeah. yeah, even Steven. Yeah, it all comes out the wash. Nice. I I had in in my minor hockey career, I was in the box at least once a game for sure. Um and it, so many times it's just retaliation. You know, I felt like I was getting the short end of the stick of like people hacking at me or whatever and you throw one little punch or something and yeah. in the box you go, you know. So 
And then, oh man, yeah, we had this one referee, like it seemed like all the time when we played in this one village, you know, the next town over. And this guy just did not, it was just like, I stepped on the ice, blows the whistle, points to the box. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I've tried to clean it up in the last uh, couple of years, but you know, and, and this year so far, the only kind of penalties I've taken are just like accidental tripping penalties and stuff like that. So, uh, you know gotta clean it up do it for the kids so (laughs) yeah like you you have to think like for me in in the moment you really want to maybe give that guy a little chop or whatever or do do whatever but the thing that always kinds that tends to come to the front of my mind is like man if i do this then i'm shorthand shorthanding my team you know and i don't want to let the boys down so yeah i I try and keep that in the front of my mind as much as possible even when you really want to stick the guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. you got to believe in the hockey gods and maybe like karma will come back yeah get that guy for beat him on the score beat him on the scoreboard that's right that's right so Right on. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit of Messier here. He's um, he's a guy, Randy. He spent 25 years in the NHL. He had one year in the WHA before the, they kind of merged into the NHL or whatever. And uh, so, you know, 26 years of pro hockey, basically, for Ole Mess. And he played until, I mean, he was like 40 at least, I think, when he kind of wrapped up his career. 42. Actually, I just looked there and uh, he was uh, 42 in his last season and he scored. Let's just have a look here at his total stats here. He scored in 1,756 games in the NHL. He had 1,887 points. And if we're talking Pims, he wasn't a guy that was shy in the corners on the boards. He, he didn't shy away from the physical stuff. He was, well, his nickname was the Moose, right? And uh, he had 1,910 penalty minutes. So, you, you know, old Messi came to play for sure. Um, he, so he was named one of the top hundred players of the NHL when they put that list out a few years ago. Um, that list had some controversy for sure. Uh, I can't really figure out exactly where he's listed because uh, there's like no I'm finding it hard to find the actual list. It's just like he's on there. He's the top hundred players. <laughs> well, did, I mean, did like, they did they actually rank them, or or were they just the top one hundred? Oh, yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe they weren't actually ranked. They were just it was like in the one hundred. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, I think you would have to put him towards the top of that like list. I mean, he's he's when you think about like the greats of the game he's in the conversation i don't think he's ever going to be up there you know gretzky lemieux hall uh bobby Orr, etc like but he's he's in there he's a, he's in the conversation for sure and- I, I think the thing and messier like again you know he could score uh you know but he was like a good leader and i think the, yeah the big things for him to maybe kind of step out of gretzky's shadow which is would be hard to to be in uh obviously with the Oilers but when the Oilers won the cup after Gretzky left mm. uh and Messier was the captain and then Messier winning the cup again with the Rangers which right. are you know uh you know uh Gretzky left the Oilers and he never won another cup right that's right 
yeah yeah he Messier definitely known as kind of like the captain you know like a great leader and he's he's a member of the order of canada so that's kind of like canada's version of being a knight like being a sir i think right so uh that's kind of cool we could call him sir mark um even though technically he's not a sir i guess but um he uh yeah, like with with the leading, like that '94 Cup in New York, um, you know they were that was that was one of the best Stanley Cup finals that I can ever remember. Like against Vancouver Canucks, winning seven games. I was a huge Trevor Linden guy. He was he was like my favorite, and so I was go- going for the Canucks for sure. But but like that was that was such an epic battle that one. And then I forget which game it was. Maybe game. They the Rangers lost game five and six and had and the, the Canucks forced game seven. And Messier was it was it after game six and, and Messier guaranteed the win? Or no, I think that was earlier in the playoffs or something. Yeah, earlier it was, in it, the series. The the Messier guarantee though, that like uh yeah, yeah. And it he came through. <laughs> it's classic. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty bold move to um to sort of like guarantee that. And you know, in New York, it's on the, it's on the like headlines, right? Like it's in the, it's in the front page of the New York times. He, he scored the game winning goal in game seven of that series. So, I mean, lead by example, I guess, right? Exactly. It's, like a true captain. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Messier, I got his book for Christmas and I, in, in classic Tom form, I started reading it, you know, over the holidays and then uh, I put it down and I haven't picked it up in like two weeks, at least three weeks now, but it was good. It was really good. And um, the early part of it anyway, and his dad was a pro player in the, like some West coast league or whatever. He played for Portland and all the rest of it. And then he went back up to Edmonton and, you know, was doing his thing there. And that's how Mark got into hockey was, you know, his dad just like, he was around pro hockey players like as a little kid you know so yeah yeah that doesn't hurt but uh let's um talk a little let's transition from messier to all-star uh talk because it is all-star weekend this episode of course airing monday the 7th of february the all-star game happened on saturday the 5th and uh, the skills comp was on the 4th and did you uh partake in any of the viewing of that for the all-star game or I, I, skills I, comp? for skills comp. I only watched the fastest skater and I watched this on YouTube after the fact um, I watched fastest skater and I watched hardest shot. Yeah. And and then I wanted to see the Trevor Zegris crazy uh, blindfolded move. So I watched, I, I forced myself through the breakaway <laughs> challenge or whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah. But, uh, and then I watched, um, all the, the games, uh, cause Sportsnet put them up on YouTube. So last yeah. night after, uh, skating with caress there at winter club, I threw those games on and, and watched them all. And, you know, it's not like, uh, it's not the classic all-star games of the nineties, you know, when Mario Lemieux would score four goals and go home mm-hmm. with a brand new vehicle. Um, it just, the, the allure and like the novelty is worn off. It's not great, but I just had it on in the background just yeah. to watch Kyle Connor play and with Kadri and uh Kairu there, which was yeah, a, a and pretty he good line. Caught, 
he potted a couple goals, I think, over the course of the little mini tournament and uh, didn't look out of place, that's for sure. I, I tuned in to a couple of the games for a little while and I, I saw Kyle Connor get a breakaway and then I forget what goalie he came in on. It might have been Thatcher Demko, uh, but I don't even remember. Anyway, he tried to go five hole goalie shut the door but um yeah like the <laughs> those games they're going like it's not even half speed <laughs> like yeah. they're going like quarter speed and no back like oh well i wouldn't say no back checking but like it's like uh friday night beer league level back checking like yeah it's just know. like three on three hockey and ex- mm-hmm. it's basically uh exposing guys left and right especially the goalies uh yeah. and doing whatever you can to make those odd odd man breaks and then it's two on ones and yeah and then also they're just guys who can snipe you give them like they've got like all the time in the world to walk right in yeah to pick their corner the goalie stands no chance so they're just they might as well just put one of those cardboard cutouts or whatever in there but uh, yeah basically it's like watching the best hockey players in the world play shinny yeah exactly and you know it is what it is it's fine it's fun and it's like people who rag on the all-star game they're like Oh, it's, uh, you know, it's meaningless. It's there's no intensity or whatever. If you want intensity, watch game seven of the Stanley cup finals. It's not yeah. the all-star game. You're not, not getting what... it from the all-star game. Yeah, no, no. So we'll wrap it up and we'll throw to a song here, but I do just want to mention in the hardest shot competition, Victor Hedman, who won this, won the hardest shot, 122 flex on that stick. And I was, <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, that is amazing. And I want to, I like, I've, I've had a stick with 105 flex and it was like, that's like a big stick. I didn't even know they made them as high as 122, but we've got a great interview today with uh, Trent Bueller of Edmonton, Alberta. He's um, he makes table hockey art and we'll be talking to him in just a minute. We're going to lead into the interview with him with this song here. It's uh, his band, Al Joey, and the song is called Down on Me from 1995's Tennessee Angels. So here's Al Joey.
Okay, thanks for joining us, Trent. Uh, great to have you on the show. Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, so you're calling in from uh, Edmonton, Alberta. Am I correct in? You are that? correct. Yeah. Right on. And uh, I can imagine that the uh, temperature around the local hockey team up there is Oof. Uh, <laughs> a little it's bit not, heated. Or? It's not pretty. Yeah, not yeah. At all. No. <laughs> so, so Trent, um, maybe we'll come back around to to the Oilers, uh, sure. but but mostly what I, I want to talk to you about is is your projects that you've got going. Old time yep. table hockey. Yeah. Uh, for the listeners out there on, on Twitter and Instagram, YouTube, old time table hockey, and it's this. I mean, for uh, someone who grew up with you know playing table hockey or as me and my brother called it board hockey i don't know if that was just uh uh like our family thing or if that was i grew up on the east coast so maybe it's a regional thing but um, i I always called it rod hockey when i was a kid okay Hockey seems to be like a newer thing that's yeah 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 um but yeah like so it it, you've taken i mean you you've built the boston garden uh why don't you just, yeah, let's just start with, tell us a little bit about that project and then we'll see what, you know, sure. where we go. But yeah, the Boston Garden Project. Okay, so basically, uh, I've always loved table hockey. I just, uh, there's so many different games. Uh, everyone's unique, each one. Absolutely, you know, totally like some of the older games, tons of detail and stuff. And then, uh, you know, video games kind of came in and got rid of them. Except yeah. for, I think there's one company in Sweden, Stiga, that, Stiga. that still makes games. But uh, I like stuff that looks, you know, more authentic. I wanted it to look like a hockey game. And there was nothing really out there except for there was a company in New York, a guy at, by the name of uh, Rick Benet or Benej. I'm not sure how you say his name. And he made games probably from the 90s until about four or five years ago. And his games looked fantastic. Okay. And I saw one of his probably in around 1999, maybe I saw an ad for it. And I was like, Oh my God, look at this. It looks like a real hockey game. And so that sort of inspired me. So that was, you know, 99 long time ago. So I thought about doing this forever. Yeah. And then about three years ago, I actually sat down and went ahead and gave it a shot and uh, still working on it. Nice. So uh, for our listeners who haven't seen it, I encourage you definitely check out old time table hockey on, you know, social media, YouTube and so on. Um, it's, it's like you, you must have a, a 3d printer, I guess. And then you, you designed the pieces. Yeah. that's uh, what I, Basically I built the game itself, like the playable part, the table hockey part of it. Okay. 
out of uh, basically I used some of the gearboxes out of an old Wayne Gretzky game. And yep. then I used uh, players from a game that Coleco made in the late 70s called the Coleco Game Room. It was a really big game. Had 3D players. Looked really cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I've been collecting these 3D players anytime I see them. Getting harder to find, but I probably have about 20 sets. So I knew I wanted to use them. So I had the game all built, and then I knew I wanted to build the garden. And so yeah. I had the risers built to put the seats in and everything. And then I was like, how am I going to make the seats? And so I was like, hmm, maybe I could 3D print them. Never 3D printed in my life. I right. bought one, it was cheap, right? And it changed everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think I'll buy anything made of plastic ever again in my life. Right, you could make so, it yourself, yeah. Yeah, so, so um, that was how I did the seats, railings, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. It just made everything so much easier. Yeah, and it looks so amazing. And so then when it comes to, say, printing, because you've got you know, you've got like Molson beer ads and, and that kind of thing through, uh, I mean, maybe uh, maybe that was like a different, uh, not the Boston Garden one that I saw the Molson, but whatever beer Mol companies. There's are. a Molson golden ad above the uh, walkway by the brewery. Okay, yeah. yeah. So like right? with those, are those stickers you would just, you know, design and print out or yep. how does that work? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. you know, I, I kind of toyed with it for a long time, whether I was going to put ads on the boards. I'm not a huge yeah. fan of it, but I was... You know, I kind of, it sort of spans eras, the garden right. built, right? So there's some of it's a little older, some of it's a little newer, you know, and I, and I did it all just off photographs and stuff, no plans whatsoever, right? So I'd right. see a picture, I'd see some board, and I can go, I'm going to stick that in there, right? <laughs> and does that where a lot of your inspiration would come from? Because like for... Um... For your YouTube videos, it's great. You have the these like uh, the the old you know the call like Bob Bob yeah. Cole or whoever would be doing the game, and you kind of uh, play that in the background with like some some nice photos of it. Yeah. And it's um, so is the inspiration from sort of photos or like are those games you've got on VHS somewhere from back in the day or well, yeah that's the thing I uh like hockey to me I'm, I'm a real big fan of like the old time hockey like 70s and 80s that was my era right yeah and I really really loved all the old buildings it's so much character so recognizable you know like hockey yeah. to me it's like I, I think back to like you know when I was a kid I'd always walk over to my grandparents house and watch hockey in Canada with my grandpa you know, it was always from the Forum or it was from Maple Leaf Gardens and you'd have, you know, Dick Irvin and Danny Gallivan yeah. in Montreal, Bob Cole and Harry Neal in Toronto. And you could just, without, you know, just turn the TV on and you could just see from the colors and the lighting. It was like, oh, it's in Maple Leaf Gardens. You, you know, you missed, knew where, right where it was. Yeah, yeah. And I sort of missed that, right? Like that's, yeah. you know, I, you turn on a game now and the lighting's the same, the building looks the same. It's just, it's not the same thing, right? So that's mm -hmm. kind of, it's all nostalgia for me. And so Boston, I'm a huge Bruins fan, have been my whole life. So obviously I was going to do the Boston Garden first. I'd like to do more, but man, it takes some time. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> So how long have you been working on the Boston Garden? And is it is it sort of ongoing? Is there still more that you want to do to it? Or is it done? It's almost like I'm still adding more fans. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I post a picture and like, you know, I don't know how many times I've seen, oh, COVID crowd as well. And it's like, oh, <laughs> but the fans, like I, I custom do them too, right? So I got to yeah. you know, design them, print them, paint them, right? So I'll, I'll yeah. try to do like 10 here, 10 there, right? Yeah. Um, basically the game itself I think it's done I would like to do like the front sort of facade like you know the famous kind of front of the Boston Garden there right with the, right. not with the train going by but you know unless yeah maybe, well, who knows maybe the train will go by someday too. 
but yeah, it's pretty much, it's pretty much done. You know, I, I, I see a photo every now and then I go, Ooh, I didn't add that. And I might add something else, but it's right. just kind of, it sits there and, you know, I'll put something in and I'm doing other projects on the side too, but I still kind of tinker with it, but it's been like three years basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just, yeah. Tinkering and, and then, and then you do custom, I guess, uh, requests or custom pieces for, for clients and stuff like that. What are, tell us about some of the, the, uh, the custom pieces you've done. Yeah. Well, that sort of started with the YouTube stuff too, right? Like I was a, a big, I used to back in the day, uh, trade hockey fight tapes with guys all over the country and, in the yeah. and stuff for years. Right. And uh, so I've always been a fan of, you know, the old tough guys and stuff. And that's when I, I, I started to make a few little pieces, you know, some of my favorite fights from back in the day, you know? And so then, uh, with each one and that's the other thing making these pieces are smaller it doesn't take three years to do them right? so I'll, do a little, <laughs> I'll do a little montreal forum piece so i can get like the little barriers that they had for the first row and stuff mm-hmm. things like that yeah and so i just started doing it and then lots of people have reached out to me and you know they have a favorite scene they want to recreate it so i've been doing a lot of that lately mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 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 if do you have a, a particular favorite one that you've done already or uh, probably the Stan Jonathan Pierre Bouchard fight yeah. scene that I did. Yeah. I mean, I did the most players for that. I think I, you know, a couple of linesmen. I think I've got uh, six players involved in it. Yeah, Plus I could set it in the garden, so I had that as a. Cool you already had that, book, Bill. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and and any any going forward that you've got in mind, like so, a lot of them uh are, are sort of iconic scraps or totally. stuff like that right so like you, yeah i'm sure I'll, I'll i'll get away from the scraps at some point but i still got a lot more i'd like to do yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah any goalie fights uh come to mind or anything uh, well, i have a couple of requests right now to do the uh hextall pot van fight okay <laughs> yeah lots of, lots of toronto folks love that one yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah um uh what was i gonna say oh so when it comes to um other rinks or actually no before i get to that i'm curious so is the boston garden one you know is it playable like yeah, uh 100 yeah, fully yeah so do you ever uh w- with with uh you know friends or family or whoever do you ever get into some some games on it or is that piece more of a you know, take it easy for no, show. I made, kind of thing. I made it to play, right? Like I yeah. made sure that uh, I had some factors in it. Like it's not a super fast game, like a bubble hockey game. You know, I yeah. a lot of waves in the slots and stuff. So you really can't hammer it too hard. Uh-huh. And uh, I made it so you could reach the puck behind the net. So people aren't reaching their hands down. Perfect. There yeah. The boards in the glass, all the pieces and I cry. Right. But, <laughs> uh, COVID's kind of cramped things. I mean, I don't get a lot of house guests, but I do have two kids. And if right. they happen to pop up into my shop to ask me a question, it's like, hang on a second, get on the other side. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's have a if game. You beat me. Yeah. We'll have hot dogs for dinner, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so you say you built the gears out of the Wayne Gretzky one, the 99 overtime, uh, whatever it was that's called. Right. Uh, I had, that's the board I had when I was a kid. Um, I think I had, I did have a different one, which I don't remember, but it was like the 2d players. Yeah. And then you put the stickers on the players right. and it was, uh, I like that one. And then Christmas of early nineties. I don't recall the year we got the, the Wayne Gretzky overtime edition with the 3d oh, players. Was- 
Man, when that Gretzky game, I still think the players on those games are the best models made for any yeah. table hockey game. They look real. You know, they got the little old school CCM helmets on. Right? Yeah, yeah, they were had, great. Yeah, I bought it when it came out too. And it was great. I remember you could go in the store and you'd have a whole wall of all the teams you could buy. Yeah. The team, the accessory pack with the penalty box and the, you know, the glass around it. It was awesome. Yeah, the, the, the Zamboni and the everything. Zamboni, that's right. Yeah. That was um, cool. Yeah, I don't have mine anymore. And now I spend time looking on like Facebook Marketplace. I'm like, oh, I gotta get that. Yeah, I just bought a second one actually. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And and so do you collect um boards that you find, you know, on Kijiji or wherever, and then you know, in various states of repair oh. that you need to that you can just have for parts and things? Yeah, I've got about a dozen probably right now. Basically, they're so hard to come by now that if I do, you know, I'll go into an antiques mall or whatever, or every once in a while I'm bored, I'll look on Kijiji or something, right? And if I find one and the price is right, I'll grab it. Yeah. So I probably have, uh, yeah, like I said, a dozen, maybe four or five are playable and the rest are resto projects. Right, right. And do you have a favorite uh, brand or, or type? Like I, I know Stiga, and so you said, mentioned Stiga still makes yep. them. And uh, that was probably the last kind that i played and it was yeah. like the official uh like table hockey of the um international table hockey oh, yeah. federation or There's whatever it's tournaments right yeah, yeah big yeah. time like really big right? there was one yeah. here actually too but yeah i was never really a stiga guy i have one i bought it at like value village right 15 bucks it's kind of busted up i mean stiga did get it right with the the one winger can go behind the net you know? yeah I've been waiting yeah. a long time for that to happen but when i was a kid i had the coleco games with the flats with the stickers on the players yeah and stuff. those are kind of my faves and then uh as you know, over the years, I've kind of learned more about table hockey and uh, Monroe was another Canadian manufacturer and the games that they made probably from about 62 to 67 were just amazing. Like mm -hmm. glass, puck droppers, all kinds of weird mechanics, like a magnetic puck dropper at center ice. Oh, cool. The little button you push and like uh, little uh, metal flaps inside the net. So when the puck goes in, the light goes on and it's all kind of crazy old engineering. Like I love old yeah. toys like that. Right? Yeah. Really cool. So that's kind of my games were the Coleco games for sure, though. That was the games I grew up with the old Coleco S slot pattern where the defense slots were an S shape. Right. Right. It was sort of a, a bigger game. But yeah, I really love those ones the most. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think back, and I'm pretty sure that that one that I had before I got the Wayne Gretzky would have been a Coleco. Yeah. I seem, I seem to remember that name. And, um, yeah, it's just uh, a different era of toys, for sure. Like, you, totally. you think now, and, like, yeah, the video <laughs> games have kind of <laughs> taken off. But I think that there's probably uh, an appetite for retro games, you know. Sure. Um probably a lot like how like records yes. have kind of made a comeback you know people people like that physical yeah, yeah, yeah. tangible thing absolutely but, you know yeah. records are big you get a poster inside and stuff yeah exactly you know? uh, no, yeah. that's that's what i love table hockey you're hands-on you're you know you're controlling all kinds of things right like yeah. all five players and the goalie it's not like pushing a bunch of buttons and hoping things work out like mm -hmm. Plus, my and, eyesight's not so good anymore, so the video games don't work for me anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so do you, um, is, 
is uh, the table hockey your main um, creative output, or do you have other creative outputs that you uh, that you that you work on, or does it all sort of go into the, your table hockey stuff? It's mostly been table. I still I've been playing music my whole life as well. I used to play in a rock band too around all the time. I still play nice. in the same band I played in since probably '93. Oh, right on. Uh, yeah. You know, I've, I think we played a show in August and then I hadn't seen the guys for probably two years before that with once again, yeah. COVID things being what they are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We used to come through Winnipeg all the time back in the day. Okay. Where would you play? The old Royal Albert. Yeah. yeah that's the spot. So, yeah. so Randy um, actually made a documentary about the Royal Albert, Royal really? Albert arms, um, which uh, we'll, we'll share the link with, I believe it's called a call to arms. I have to Google that right away here. I have a copy of the DVD in my uh, living room, but well, that's, uh, awesome. that, that's all the way over there. So. Oh, I probably played there seven or eight times, stayed there too many times. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of, um, yeah, it is called call to arms. The story of the Royal Albert. There you go. Oh, I'm going to check that out right on. Yeah. Co-host Randy with, uh, he, he's a film uh, maker and stuff. So, um, cool. It's a shame that he couldn't be on the call right now, but uh, he would probably uh, fact check me <laughs> quite a bit because <laughs> I'm not a Winnipeg native. I've, uh, ah, I've only right. lived here about seven years. So, ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. But uh, yeah, well, that's right on. Um, yeah. So did you ever, uh, when you were on the road with your band, did you ever bring your hockey gear? Never. No, no. no. I did we, try to go to games though. I saw a game at the Forum, Montreal. Oh, right on. For a, about a $10 scalper ticket, which was pretty awesome back in the day. <laughs> Would that have been nosebleeds? Uh, probably for that price. The, what's the, I think it was the Blues. That's the yeah. top section. And then uh, the guy we were with was from Montreal. And after the first period, I don't know how he did it, but he came up and he had two tickets for the first row of the Whites right on the wall. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, think, uh, <laughs> against the Whalers. Oh, the Harvard Whalers. Yeah, Beautiful. And, uh, Shane Corson with the overtime winner. It was awesome. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah Classic cool. uh, Adams division matchup right there. Totally. Yeah. 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 Gotta love that. Um, so I guess, uh, have you been to many of the other old rinks? So have you been to Boston Garden? I never um, made it to Boston Garden, sadly. Mm -hmm. I went there mm -hmm. probably, I don't know, three or four years after it was gone. Yeah. 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 But I've, I saw I saw a game in at Maple Leaf Gardens Forum. Uh, I saw the Flames play at the Corral back in the early '80s. Oh wow! Okay. And, and uh, where else? I think that's it for old. Oh, the PNE. I saw the Canucks at the old Pacific oh. Coliseum way back when. Yeah, right on. I think that's yeah. I, I've been to Maple Leaf Gardens, but only as a Loblaws. <laughs> 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 apparently the face-off dot's still in there though yeah it? yeah, yeah it's really cool it's the coolest grocery store i've ever been to <laughs> oh, that, right on. Yeah. i'd like to see cool. uh you know i i don't know what they did with the forum in montreal because it's i think still technically there yeah uh, it's, but... it's turned into something they've got a little display i think in the main foyer with some seats and stuff too right? yeah yeah um yeah i don't know uh in Edmonton, they've got the brand new rink there, right? Yes. The Rogers Place or whatever it's called. I think it's Place. Yeah. yeah and uh, did, is the old rink, did they tear that down or? Not yet. No. It's still there. It's pretty sad, though, to drive over the hill and go past it now. And there's like no yeah. signage on it and a big empty mm. parking lot. It's sort of a sad sight right now. Right. I, I was there in the summer, I don't know, 10 years ago ago or something like that and uh 
went and you know there's the the classic wayne gretzky statue outside of it yeah. which maybe they moved to the new they rink i'm not it. sure yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, went and got my picture with Wayne there. Of course. Well, that was for years. That was the okay. Well, I'll meet you at the game. I'll meet you at the Gretzky statue. That was yeah, uh, race, right. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and so, do you go to uh, many Oilers games? You know, COVID notwithstanding, is that kind of? Uh... Uh, I go to one game a year when the Bruins come to town. That's it. Yeah. 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 I go nice. lots of Oil Kings games. I'm a big junior hockey guy, so I'll go oh, right on. lots of Oil Kings because it's like $20 versus $250. Right, right? yeah. And do the Oil Kings play at the new yeah. arena? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what's cool about it is you can get in there for cheap. Beer still yeah. the same price, unfortunately. But, right. <laughs> but you can sit a lot closer to the ice and probably. Yeah, and they'll have a, they have a lot of afternoon games too. And uh, there's been times when the, like sunlight's coming in and hitting you while you're sitting in that. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 And those afternoon games are definitely better for taking the kids too as well. Definitely. But uh, so, um, and the, and the Oil Kings, if I'm not mistaken, one of the top-ranked teams in the country yeah. this year, are they not? Yeah, they've been good for quite a few years. Yeah. I know the local like Winnipeg that. team, the Ice, they're yeah. right up there. I'm going to have to take a look at the old uh, CHL rankings. but um, well, They were the Edmonton Ice at one point in time, way back when. Were they? Okay. Uh -huh. they, the Winnipeg got the team from cam loops maybe no, or or kootenai kootenai right 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 yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. they, they were here that's right they were here for two years and then they moved to cranbrook yeah okay well i just googled it up and winnipeg ice are the top ranked team in the chl and the edmonton oil kings are number two well look at uh, that now that ranking is from right around christmas time so we're a month later now right. who knows where we're at but Anyway, yeah, um, I was always a Halifax Mooseheads guy. That was my yep. local junior team growing nice. up, and uh, yeah, I, I love junior hockey too. And I, I don't get out enough. I mean, with COVID, I've seen like one hockey game in the last yeah. couple of years. Well, I did go to the Bruins game here, and was it November? I think. Yeah. Yeah. And that was nice. the only game I'd seen in a couple of years. I hadn't. Been. Yeah. And I had uh, had six tickets, Oil Kings tickets, that uh, right near the end of the season, right when COVID hit and they shut it down. And I was kind of hoping they were going to honor them, but they're mm. they're still in my glove box. But yeah, you kind of wonder like what's going to happen with uh, the, all the postponed games for people who had tickets. I know uh, my brother's in Ottawa and he had tickets for the he's a big Penguins guy. Yeah. He had tickets for the New Year's Eve game against the Penguins, and that was right when they pretty much canceled and postponed a bunch of games yeah. so right he he thinks that they're basically when the game is rescheduled whenever that is that the ticket will be valid for that but yeah it's weird times we live in that's for sure absolutely <laughs> yeah and uh and now as far as playing hockey goes uh did you ever uh you know were you uh, much of a player in your in your day or I like played... uh Grew up yeah, playing and that kind of thing. I played minor hockey till just before Bantam, mm -hmm. and then I didn't really play for years. I just play shinny and stuff, play outdoor yeah. rinks and stuff. And uh, about twenty years ago, I was living just outside of Edmonton in a small town, and they had an old timers team, and it was yeah. probably some of the best hockey I'd ever played. It was like 
you know, we had home and away jerseys. We went oh, to yeah. the other small towns, right? Uh, Wayne Babbage was on our team. Oh, no way. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then I've just played here here and there. Probably last time I put the gear on was maybe two years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right on. Still have it. yeah. It's still sitting there, so I haven't thrown it away <laughs> yet. So maybe there'll be another one. I'm at the age now where, you know, you're the guy having the heart attack on the bench, so I'm kind of taking it easy. <laughs> uh, you just... just tear you know go a little uh take it a little more easy don't back check yeah. as much well, i'm a defenseman you know i only cross one blue line that's it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah wayne babbage he's a he's a real local legend around these parts that's for sure um oh, yeah. they're they're big into um well, doing stuff in the community years, right? here and yeah 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 I, i've met wayne once uh shook his hand and i was like man that guy's got, like that's a he's got some big right? big paws it's like a baseball glove yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah i know i was squeezing them for stories all the time because it was like a bunch of old guys that had all been playing together for years and i'd always mm-hmm. lots of drinks in the dressing room afterwards and i'd just like be grilling them for questions you know who was the toughest guy you fought what was that like playing with federico and Sutter? you know like yeah i'd be driving crazy actually now that i go back and think about it <laughs> You go, well, you should make a uh, Wayne Babbage little uh, diorama type Absolutely, thing. Absolutely, right? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, his, his brother, Dave, was probably, it's kind of hilarious, like when you're a kid and you have a favorite player for whatever reason. Yeah. Dave Babbage was like my favorite player when I was a kid. Awesome. And I, I couldn't tell you why, but well, I mean, probably why is twofold and table hockey related, but I was really into the Canucks, you know, when they made their run to the Stanley Cup final against the yep. Rangers in 94. And so that era of Vancouver Canucks, I was very much into those guys and Dave Babich. So I, I would take my little Wayne Gretzky hockey player guys. Yeah. And I'd like with masking tape, put a little number on their back and stuff like that, you know? And yeah. so I had a Dave Babich guy, number 44, I believe he was. Did you put a stash on him too? Well, I I might have with like a little marker, but the the thing about Dave Babbage was he got his head taken off by a slap shot. <laughs> so he just became headless Dave Babbage, and that was, you know, no need for a mustache, I guess. But, I think I have then, a couple of Wayne Gretzky headless guys too, actually. Yeah, there must have been something about it that they're just, yeah, they're, yeah. the way they popped why. off. But um, yeah, I still have, I I. I my board I gave to uh, a nephew years yeah. ago. Um, so hopefully, you know, I mean, that kid's now probably 20. So, but like, uh, hopefully they got some use out of it. But I kept the little headless Dave Babbage. Uh-huh. And he's on my little, uh, I've got a bookshelf full of hockey yeah. books and other paraphernalia. And he's right there. So awesome. Right yeah. On. Yeah. Um, so one thing we like to do on our show, Trent, is we kind of like to mix, you know, hockey and music and yep. you're a musician and, uh, you know, so to put you on the spot, do you have a song request that you'd like to spin? We, we often, you know, like we've we've got a running playlist of songs featured on the show that are either, you know, songs about hockey or mention hockey or something yep. like that. But some of them are also just kind of like locker room jams or ones that would get you pumped up or right. that just make you think of hockey in some way or another, or even uh, we've had some musical guests on like Eric Melvin and no effects and some, lots of other people. And we've played just tunes of their bands or whatever. So <laughs> anything, uh, anything you want to request here uh, before we, before we head out? Uh, geez. Let me try to think of some hockey stuff. Uh, 
it was a hockey song I really liked. I don't know if you ever heard of these guys. It was a band from Toronto called Sour Landslide. Never heard of them? I, I don't know them, no. No, they had a really, it's kind of a ballad. It was called Hall of Fame. Well, China, it was a pleasure having you on the show, and thanks Thank so much for much. joining us. Right on. Have a good day. Wipe your eyes and come inside. She's calling from the floor. It's just a game with all the same. She's never really sore. And the name he gave to her, well, it came from in his teens. At least he won't forget where he thinks he should have been. That was Sour Landslide with their tune Hall of Fame coming off the Friends of Dracula album. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for joining us, Trent. That was uh, pretty awesome stuff. And if you're if you're online and even if you're not online, get online, (laughs) check out old time table hockey. And uh, it's it's such a great account. And his artwork is stuff is so amazing. And I just like every time I'm like, man, I want to play some table hockey now. And uh, I, I don't have, I don't currently have a board to play. So, um, you know, if anybody out there has got one, I do. Looking for I a have challenger. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. if you're looking for a challenger, I've got the Wayne guy. Gretzky one. Nice. That's the one I used to have. And then I gave it away to, uh, you know, a kid that was in my life 12 years ago. Who's I hope he got use out of it is all I <laughs> yeah. can say. So, 
So but, if you're, if he's you know, listening, I wonder maybe he's listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, if you're listening, I uh, hope you enjoyed using the ta- <laughs> table hockey. Um, <laughs> but Randy, I think we should for sure get like a little a boys' night. You know, get get her going, get the table hockey, have a classic tournament. We'll get a chalkboard with like brackets you know so that we can have oh, a yeah. whole playoff tourney going get it sponsored by uh yeah. you know somebody <laughs> pepsi cola the yeah. taste of a generation yeah uh, but uh you know here's another thing that happens in a generation once in a generation and it didn't happen was we didn't get to see Sidney crosby uh connor mcdavid you know nathan mckinnon etc we didn't get to see them suit up for the Olympic hockey team this year. Um, but we do get to see some other Canadian Olympians putting on the old Maple Leaf and uh, representing our country. The men's hockey tournament has not started as of this recording, but the women's tournament has started and they've got a big game coming up on, is it Monday night? Did you say? Yeah, it's Monday night. So, so the night you could say so, tonight. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, and that game, of course, is against the United States, the the forever rival of uh, Team Canada in the women's side of things, for sure. The men's side, you could argue eh, Russia, you know, or USA. But um, on the women's side, it's definitely Team USA, Team Canada. That's who it almost always comes down to in terms of women's hockey. And so far, the women's team is looking pretty good. They had a big win against Finland. 11-1, there was a double hat trick, not not a double hat trick, uh, two separate players with a hat trick. Um, and yeah, so like, what's the what's the Olympic hockey report there, Randy? Like, what are you what are you watching for in that tourney? Well, uh, yeah, after two games, uh, Canada beat Switzerland 12-1 in the first game and Finland 11-1 in the second game. Um, yeah, you know, are you surprised, Tom, <laughs> that they're blowing out the competition? Yeah, not uh, not really. Um, it it just tends to happen, uh, especially with Canada. The U.S. The U.S. is also undefeated, so that's kind of looking towards the big matchup there on uh, tonight. You could say um, yeah. the USA just beat Russia five nothing, and so Canada's Canada has one game. Uh, I, Canada has a game Sunday playing against Russia before their game Monday against the U S so U uh, S just beat Russia five, nothing Canada likely will handle them, you know, with ease, I guess you could say um, this here, here's a little bit of strategy. Uh, maybe for you, um, you can pretty much guarantee it's going to be Canada U S in the finals, mm-hmm. but if you're going to lose one game and I'm not going to say like, throw a game but if you if canada was to lose one game uh you know this would be the game to lose monday like you don't want to again against the states because you don't want to lose obviously the last game of the tournament you know because that means you get silver but sometime in like from your history of watching international events when canada tends to run the table and then they get to the finals and they usually like there's not usually, but there's times where they come up short and they lose their yeah. one game uh, of the whole tournament. And that's um, uh, the f- gold medal game. And uh, what they say, you know, it's like uh, 
you need to face adversity, like that whole storyline. Yeah, for uh, sure. So maybe you do need that challenge and maybe it's not a loss. Maybe it's just a close game or whatever, obviously. And it will yeah. be a close game, but what do you think as far as like factoring in some sort of adversity or, or, or challenge in the tournament earlier in the tournament? Um, especially with games like 12-1 and 11-1. Yeah, like in those games, you're really just out there practicing, you know. It's like, and you're like, you get feeling good. It's like, oh, man, we just moving the puck around, bing, bang, boom, it's in the back of the net. That's not going to happen against Team USA. So, yeah, you need to, they need to have that game early in the tournament that's kind of like, all right, this is, we got to, you know, lock it down defensively, tighten up the structures, and, and it's probably going to have to like really grind it out. And like um, you think of uh, not women's hockey, but the um, world juniors from, I guess would be now two years ago now or whatever time is so weird. I can't even remember, but uh, the one where like team Canada kind of just ran the table, like looked so good. They get to the final against USA and us beat us two nothing. I think it was. Um, that was yeah. the year, I guess, Zegras, Cole Caulfield. Yeah. These guys with, would have uh, been on Team Kirk, USA. Was that the year Kirby Doc got injured, like in the first game of the tournament? I believe so. Yeah. And I Lafrenne, believe so. Yeah. Or yeah. Whatever. Somewhere in there. But that that's the one with Zegras and Cole Caulfield for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and then USA, like, really kind of surprised Team Canada with that win in the gold medal game there, I think. So, in this situation in the Olympics here, I think it's probably a good thing for Canada to have to play the States early on like this, because they're going to definitely see them again in the medal round, you know, and um, if all goes to plan, I mean, you can't, you gotta, as they say in hockey, you gotta one game at a time. Uh, you can't look ahead of your opponent. You can't play above your opponent, whatever you gotta play to their level or not to their level, but you know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta play the team in front of you. So um, definitely something that is to keep in mind there for sure but i'm looking forward to the men's tourney i think it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top of that i think probably rush is looking like a favorite but yeah and it, well and for canada eric stall was just named captain so and yeah. th there are quite a few uh pros and former nhlers yeah. and eric stall who probably will end up in the nhl after the olympics too for some he team could. probably trying to make a playoff run but right. I, i'm you know it, it is it is hockey it is the olympics it is canada uh you mm -hmm. know we'll, we'll be tuning in for sure yeah for sure so um we're gonna go out on another song here by a band that trent our guest was was in he played in this band for a couple years they toured all over they came to winnipeg and played the royal albert arms uh, a couple times um you know they they were contemporaries of s and a few and stuff this is a band called wheat chiefs uh, the song we're going to play is Joe Murphy about, or, or at least in name of, uh, former NHLer Edmonton Oiler. Uh, I played for several teams, Joe Murphy. And uh, there was a little documentary, TSN documentary made about him and his kind of life after the game, uh, which has seen some ups and downs. And uh, yeah, so this song is called Joe Murphy. One more it's thing, Tommy. But, hey. Sorry, I wanted to catch you before you threw it though. Do you yeah, want to do you want to toss to our next week's guest too, or not toss, but tease? Yeah, well, let's tease our next week's guest. Yeah, we got a great guest coming up next week as well, and it's uh, Joe Keithley, lead singer, frontman of the band, 
DOA, modern day uh, city councilor for the city of Burnaby, British Columbia. Uh, Joe is a punk rock legend. And uh, if you know anything about DOA and, and Joe, he's a big hockey guy. So we have a pretty great conversation coming up with him on next week's episode. So you won't want to miss that for sure. You can always tune into our show anytime uh, as they're out podcasted. So just, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, or just like go to umfm.ca and find our show on there. And you can find all of our past episodes. And our new episodes are released Mondays. They air locally here at 5 p.m., on UMFM 101.5 FM. And then uh, as soon as it's aired, boom, it's available as podcast. Uh, we thank you very much for tuning in. Um, pleasure as always, Randy. We got to remind the folks out there to keep their stick on the ice. Don't need any high sticking penalties. Uh, that's uh, four minutes in the ASHL. Uh, <laughs> so keep your stick down. And uh, yeah, let's go out on this Joe Murphy tune by Wheat Chiefs. All right. Catch you next week.